Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of I Am That Woman, The Business Story, where we discuss different things that affect our businesses and we have fun bringing in guests from all walks of life to share their stories with us in order for us to just know that it can be done. It's not too hard. You just have to exert yourself. And this week on our episode, we have Bimbai Jaricha, a young woman from Zimbabwe who's into textile production. She runs a company called Crochet and Knits Villa. Welcome, Bimbai. sympathy for inviting me over i'm super excited this day is finally here and you're actually doing this you know um it is a privilege and honor to be here and let me also take this opportunity to thank and appreciate everybody who's logged on and listening to this program right now you've made the right choice and you're in the right place um i'm hoping really really hoping that somebody gets inspired today thank you So what does uh, Crochet and Needs Builder do? Like what's the product portfolio range? What do you look at? Yes, um, as has been introduced already, I'm a crochet artisan, Manita, and I'm a founder and designer behind Crochet and Needs Villa. Right. So Crochets and Needs Villa is a brand that specializes in handmade fashion clothing for women, children, and men. Um, talk about your sweaters, ponchos, beanies, scarves, anything that you can think of. However, it is not only limited to clothing, but we also look at home decors, for example, your clothes, your cushions, bed covers. Um, nesting baskets, stuffed toys. It's actually a wide spectrum of things that we look at and uh, basically anything that has to do with crocheting and knitting is what we are all about and everything is 100% handmade. I guess that is what makes our brand unique. How has your qualifications have an impact on what you currently do? I'm a textile engineer by profession and hold a Bachelor of Engineering in Textile Technology with NAST. However, my qualifications have nothing to do with what I'm doing right now, trust me. Uh, these are totally two different things altogether. Um, of course, I can apply a thing or two, but um, we were not taught how to hold a, a crochet hook in college. I remember when I took this program, I was all excited um, about it because I thought it was about fashion and fabrics because I was somebody who loved fabrics, somebody who loved to play with yarns and needles. I thought this was it for me. And then only for our lecturer to ask us, why we had decided to take this program 
and I confidently told him that I wanted to be a fashion designer and he he told me straight up that I was in the wrong class <laughs> imagine my surprise when he told me that I was in the wrong class and I'm thinking what do you mean I'm in the wrong class what more could it be about if it's not about fashion in fabrics I mean this is textile technology we're talking about what are you saying but yeah I only got to discover during the course of the program yeah that it was more than just fabric it was more than just yarns you know you're looking at fibers you know the machinery used and a lot of things some exciting things that we learned um, during my uh, studies and but coming back to what I'm trying to do right now this was as a result of a patient that I developed when I was a little girl uh, my mom used to knit a lot, uh, though she's a teacher by profession, but she, her hobby was in knitting and crocheting and she'd knit uh, some lovely jerseys with her names on them and I just loved it. I just loved to watch her knit and crochet and this is where it all started at a very tender age and um, surprisingly my mom has actually kept some of these things that I used to knit when I was a kid and it's really hard for me when you get to see some of these uh, little pieces that I used to ooh, I used to do but over the years it had somehow faded and I just didn't have time for it you know school happened uh, marriage happened kids happened work happened and, and I just didn't have time for it but now I decided to pursue it because um, it's a gift that has always been inside of me and um, I am now trying to build this thing there's someone right now who's wondering if they can use their gift to um, empower themselves financially like you have done what is that advice that you can give somebody who's really talented in something but doesn't really know how to monetize it thank you sympathy uh, my advice today is to encourage everyone to identify their gifts, whether young or old, because your gift will definitely feed you, especially in these difficult times. Um, try to identify that thing which you're passionate about. What is it that gives you energy and excitement when you're doing? Is it writing? Is it cooking? Is it baking? It could be a lot of things, and I know there are things that we enjoy doing, but we just don't realize that that's our gift and passion. And believe me, there's nothing that's more fulfilling than spending time doing what you love and getting paid for it. You can supplement or even replace your income and earn money doing something that you're passionate about. And so why not go for it? So I'm just saying, pursue that thing and explore and see where it will take you. And thank me later. <laughs> so many people who are in that predicament where they are going to work and they hate their jobs or um, they just don't feel like they fit in anymore or they're afraid of what will happen when I leave my job so how did um, how did you 
you solve that in your own case because i understand you were working for close to six years and how did you take that step to say i am leaving sympathy leaving employment is not an easy thing to do at all especially when you do not have a plan of what you will do after you leave work right it's better to leave a job for another job but to leave a job for you to just go and sit at home it doesn't do really um i could not face that so i was in a difficult situation for a long time you know, I had reached a point whereby I was just not happy with my job. I was miserable. I wasn't enjoying it. And, you know, I would dread waking up in the morning to go to work. And it was just that bad. And when that happens, there is a problem. It's time for you to move. But I just could not move. I was stuck because my fear was okay fine so what if i leave now what's going to happen to me what's there for me out there you know and so i i dragged along with my misery <laughs> until my employer decided to help me out of the situation yeah and i'm so grateful for that because if they didn't take the action that they did i don't know where i would be right now so i remember uh, i had just returned from maternity leave and my employer informed me that they were terminating my contract again i didn't know whether to be happy to be excited about it since it had been on my mind for a long time or whether to be sad because i had been in this place for six years and you know you would have uh, built some relationships and you know it's just difficult to leave a place just like that but anyway, it had to be done and we discussed on whatever we discussed on and agreed on whatever we agreed on and I was out. Well, so here you are, unemployed at home and what were you doing? Like, I know you were having fun with your family, but when it comes to bringing in the dollar, what were you doing and how did you finally realize that you could actually earn a living um, doing what you now do as a crochet and knit specialist? So here I was at home, jobless and trying to think of my next move. Believe me, I had no plan at all and did not even know where to start. And that fear that I've always had, it finally caught up with me. It was scary. Um, I would ask myself a lot of questions. What was I going to do jobless and with three babies, you know? I was just not used to the idea of staying at home doing nothing. And um, of course, my husband has always been supportive, but as a woman, you need to have that independence of being able to do your own stuff with your own income without having to nag your husband all the times if you understand what i'm trying to say so yeah i decided to make use of the internet um 
and at this point in time i wasn't looking for employment it was that the chapter that i had closed though i was open to job opportunities but at that point in time i just wanted to do something different i mean i wanted to do business i wanted to run a business so i would uh, spend time looking for business ideas i joined business groups on facebook just so to have an idea of what was trending during that time and so i realized that many people were into buying and selling of goods from china and sa but that was not for me. that was not something that i wanted to pursue um i was looking for something different and unique and something that not everybody else was doing right so i kept looking not knowing what i was looking for really but i just kept looking and it was during this period that i came across an advert on facebook as a lady who was advertising her knitted products but what caught my eye on this advert wasn't the products really because they were beautiful but it was the yarn that she had used that really caught my attention it was beautiful and i loved it so i sent her a message and asked her where she had bought her yarns she told me and the following morning i was at the doorstep of that shop i just could not wait to visit this shop because the yarn was amazing right so yeah the moment i set my foot in that shop i knew without a shadow of doubt that this was it this is what i was looking for all along and uh, uh, believe it or not i almost shouted eureka you know i was excited the place was heavenly and packed with beautiful yarns and so i bought a few balls because the yarns were a bit pricey and in most orders i bought a few balls just so to um, revive and rekindle that passion that i've always had and uh guess what my first customer was the lady who facilitated my contract termination. Um, she's an amazing person. Uh-huh. And I never held any grudges against her. If anything, she was just doing her job. But because she's a nice person, she started referring me to her friends and boom, I was in business. Um, Prochez and Nits Milo was born and this was the beginning of my journey as an entrepreneur. Mm, that's perseverance. That's perseverance. And I salute you for never looking back. sympathy i never looked back i pursued my passion refined my skills and could now earn something meaningful and also put food on the table you know so it's been two wonderful years since i embarked on this journey and sometimes i wish i had started earlier but well there's a time for everything right um so i'm very grateful for the knowledge that I acquired when I was still employed because now I can run my business effectively. And just so you know, I held the position of production manager when I left employment 
and this is exactly what I'm doing right now except that now I am my own boss yeah and um, there was no department that I didn't get experience because our employers encourage multitasking so I did admin I did sales and marketing I did a little bit of accounting I did production and all these things are now coming together and it's a great feeling when I get to apply some of these things and run my business like a pro so I am very grateful for that What would you say are the challenges that you currently face in your um, business? I understand the textile industry has been shrinking a lot and there's been a lot of competition that's been going around. What's your story with regards to the challenges that you face? Some of the challenges that I face are competition with cheap Chinese products and Mabero. And this is a challenge that many textile industries face. However, I realized that the majority of people haven't really understood the essence of a handmade product. There is time invested, money invested, talent and skills invested in it. And so that does not come cheap. Um, you'd find that one would opt for a cheap uh, product from Mabero. Uh, for example, a beanie going for dollar for two instead of the same going for seven USD by crochets and its villa. So I had to identify my target market and once I did that I made sure that I satisfy my customers, delivered quality and make them come back to me again for me to stay in this game. our listeners may want to know that we are speaking to a multiple award-winning entrepreneur and i'm so excited about that um um what's been your things that you pointed and you say these are my victories i'm bragging about this and it's okay to brag exciting parts of my journey I enjoy talking about and sometimes you don't realize how much you have achieved until you start talking about it and believe me it will shock you uh, and so my first trophy was when I won a free exhibition stand after participating in a business pitch competition conducted by Shimon's business uh, this is an organization for women who are doing business and I am a member of that organization so it wasn't a big thing, really, but at least it was a stepping stone to something bigger, which was the CBZ Youth Entrepreneurship Program 2019. And uh, this program saw me making the top 10 of Zimbabwe's finest young entrepreneurs across the country. I received an award in uh, the startup category, as well as received seed funding for my business. And yeah, things were happening. And the next thing, I was receiving calls from the Ministry of Women Affairs. <laughs> yeah, it was getting exciting. It was getting bigger. So um, 
they engaged me to provide my products for an expo in which the first lady was attending in China and at this point in time I could totally relate with the word of God in Proverbs 18 which says a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men and for me it was an honor rubbing shoulders with the minister of women affairs honorable stempsonyoni and taking selfies you know how it's like right so i was glad to be part of that team and i will always cherish that um i've also worked with a resort hotel in the eastern highlands where i supplied my products for the hotel shop and targeting tourist market it was another success for me right and just before lockdown i had started training sessions with a women foundation called mawoko it's a foundation that empowers women to use their hands and because i am all for women empowerment i did not hesitate um, offering my help when they requested for me to help them um, with the ladies to refine their skills in crocheting and so unfortunately uh, our sessions were put on hold because of the covid-19 outbreak uh, because um, most of the ladies were elderly people and at high risk of coronavirus and so we stopped but hopefully we resume as soon and um, yeah i've since exported to uk australia south africa czech republic on a small scale not though but my biggest order was the one i recently delivered a month ago to the united kingdom and yeah this was huge for me and uh, it was the deal breaker for me really so when i look back at all these things it shocks me um i have done so much but i still press on because i haven't arrived yet please share your social media handles with us and how people can get in touch with you must admit though that I'm very poor when it comes to social media and yet it is the place to be as far as digital marketing is concerned however you can check us out on facebook at crochets and its villa our twitter and instagram handles are still work in progress and um, we will be advising you as soon as they are up and running thank you It's been a pleasure having Vimbaija Richa from Crochet and Knits Villa in this week's episode. And guys, as always, let's keep on sharing these episodes. Let's keep on liking, commenting, and we thrive on your feedback. That is what makes us get be better in the next episodes. So thank you very much and keep on supporting us. Vimbaija, I wish you all the best. Have a good life and keep um 
giving us the best of the best art that you give us. Thank you very much and take care of yourselves. Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure.